0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Real Debaters. This week on the show, Ben Williams, filmmaker, film fester, fantastic human being extraordinaire. Ben Williams is a local Manitoba filmmaker, uh, specifically specialized in digital filmmaking, who has... (coughs) Excuse me. That's not COVID, I swear. Um, Who has uh, got a new film festival coming out in 2021? It's called the 48 Film Fest. And in short, it's a Canadian-wide film festival. You get 48 hours to make a short film. And by Sunday night, you got to show it in front of everybody. The winner gets to submit their film on to TIFF Bell Lightbox, which is like the TIFF headquarters, and show their film in front of a lot of really important fucking people in 2021 at TIFF. That's a really great way to celebrate the community of film. I don't know if you agree with me or disagree with me, but at the end of this episode, I think you will because Ben is a super awesome dude. He's all about the community of film. Uh, He's worked all over the world, predominantly in digital filmmaking. We talk a lot about everything so we get into his history, how he switched from marketing, got into filmmaking, uh, working with film festivals, working with the Winnipeg Film Group. Tons of stuff got packed into this episode. I'm super excited to show it to you. Uh, show it to you to let you listen to it uh, For all things Real Debaters You can find us now at therealdebaters.ca That's the website That's it, it's that simple uh, Follow us on social media, Real Debaters On Twitter and on Instagram, that's R-E-E-L And to email the show, it's therealdebaters At gmail.com Isn't it nice when it's short and sweet? I'll just shut the fuck up and cue the real, And you and Ben, enjoy the show <laughs> That is us um, welcome to my living room Ben Williams
1: thank you very much or you can call me Bendrix Ben yes I, okay I can all
0: right I thought that was that was a moniker for people who knew you well and were. well
1: it's you know what man that actually funny story it all goes back to my podcast years okay. yeah. 2005 when i first started podcasting and so i think when
0: podcasting first started when too. it
1: first started exactly when it was
0: like you'd have to get your own website and broadcast on your own broadband like there was
1: well i actually here's an interesting here's, here's some interesting uh uh here's an interesting fact in 2000 what was it 2005 the summer of 2005 Apple secretly snuck in there that you can do video in, in iTunes. No, one, I, 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 you know, I was a total tech get, head. So I was like, what? You could do video in iTunes? When did this happen? I dropped the video in there for, you know, just for, by accident and then found out, started reading up about podcasts. Interesting. Yeah. So That's, you could do, yeah, you would have to do it on a blog and then you would, you could take the RSS feed and connect to iTunes or anywhere else. Yeah.
0: I've learned so much about RSS feeds, mm. right? It's, and it, it's that thing you always see on a, on a, I was like, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> and now I'm like, must know exactly what RSS feed goes where. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that was like, like 2005 was like when someone said podcasting. You were like, like, that was a complete, what the fuck are you talking about? Thing. That was
1: very, very true. We had the first podcast conference in 2005. It was, a uh, January, February, I believe. And, um, and all the podcasters were doing audio and I was a podcaster slash video blogger and I did both. And so basically I was the only one with a camera. And, yeah this stuff is still up online actually right now like i would know, love to see it yeah yeah i'll send you a link there's this stuff there's stuff <laughs> from back then and uh i used to go to like uh like it's funny a lot of people didn't understand this at the time i was working in advertising at the time yeah yeah okay. and and what happened was i used to go and say hey i have a media outlet and they would say oh okay then come you know i would get a free pass to go to these conferences so mac world First podcast was one of the first podcasters ever to do Macworld. One of the first podcasters to do an AB Uh, flash forward, all these different conferences and, you know, kind of led me to a lot of cool places.
0: Yeah. I would imagine like I, I would, the guys, me and Mark were on uh, Sean geek podcast. It's another local one in the city. And Mark brought up that I used to blog and I was blogging when, like when blogger.com came out and everybody's (laughs) like, what are these things? Like what's, what's a blog? And I'm like, well, you know what a journal is? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, it's just for everybody in the world to read. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, it's, and you can write about anything you want, and you have your own little place on the internet. It was like an adult version of MySpace. Yeah, truly. <laughs> you know, and like I would fill it with random bullshit about like stuff that's not important, right? Mm-hmm. But but like in your head, mm-hmm. only child, it's important. And uh, I I remember just like my point is I remember being a part of something that was just starting. Right. And you're navigating it and you're figuring it out. And I mean, truth be told, whatever happened, like my, the, the story goes is my girlfriend hacked the blog and stole it. And I lost it. No. Like two years of (laughs) like, I was like, even if it didn't go anywhere, it would have been nice to reflect on one day. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it went the way of the dodo and uh so that's maybe that's good right i was like i'm gonna be a writer but everybody's like your grammar is horrible <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> that's funny but so you you were basically i and i'm by no means a professional interviewer so i like to go all over the place sure, but there some structure <laughs> <laughs> uh is nice so i um we have seen each other in zoom calls before mm-hmm. um, you and me are both members of on-screen Manitoba through you and film through me through my day job. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are both on the same membership committee. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wanted you on was because I heard about this guy who was doing this thing called the 48, mm-hmm. which we're totally going to get into. I want to dedicate a lot of time to that. Um, but I was like, Oh, another Manitoba film professional doing something. Let's have him on, talk about it. You can teach us stuff. Cause we're, we're, dodos ourselves and uh and then i realized it was you <laughs> it was like oh this is gonna be even more fun right because oh, like, all the dirt i've like i've listened to you talk and i'm like i want to talk to this guy because you've done a lot of things and i guess y- you started in advertising mm. um is it the safe way to say that advertising is you was your gateway into film
1: um well, I, I guess what I would you really could say is that my degree was in graphic design, okay, and that led me into an ad agency, and the ad agency I had a, a unique position, where well, actually, sorry, let me step back. Yes, yeah, sure. After I graduated from from university. I, uh, I I I was working at this Kenko's shop. You know, Kinko's, like Yeah, printing, yeah, so, printing, yeah. Yeah, so as soon as I graduated, I was working at this shop. I was, like, doing business cards and all this cool stuff. Well, not really cool. It was, at the time, I was cool, I suppose. <laughs> so I managed the lab there, and then um, this guy used to come up to me. He used to come through the place and see me working on stuff, and he'd be like, yo, man, come on upstairs, this guy with dreads. And I was thinking, like, I don't know. This is when I was in New York, and I was just like, I don't know this dude. Why is he asking me to come <laughs> come to find out that this dude was a uh, Salt and Pepezo producer? Oh. Yeah, Herbie Lovebug. And so I, you know, I went upstairs to the 47th floor, whatever floor it was in Tribeca, New York. And um and basically it was like it was funny because I was like, Whoa, these guys are working on the Fuji stuff and they're working on most definitely and, and and they got me out there shooting gigs. I learned how to shoot there with these guys. I learned how to edit with these guys. And then I jumped into advertising. And when I was working in advertising, I had a very unique position where we were uh, among the first to, to, to take an analog, and analog tape and put it to digital.
0: That was a big thing at the time.
1: Yeah, 2001. Yeah, no one was doing it. We're the first agency to really do it. We were at the time fourth largest ad agency in the world and um basically i had the it was like my own oyster i i you know i was like new to that space but they gave me free reign to buy the gear play figure it out um you know take you know make this make this tape or analog stuff you know and compress it down to digital and at that time you know we didn't have impact fours and stuff like that we had like we just had we had like AVIs and, and and Windows media files and all these different things. It was very hard to figure it all out, but you know I, I bought some clarity to it and eventually went from that and then jumped right into podcasting. Like in 2005, I I presented to them. I was like, Hey, look, this podcasting thing's coming out. I like to do it, and they said, Figure it out. It's the again, this is the head office. And this is like the guy who runs all of North America and and parts of Europe. Even it was crazy. It was like, figure it out. I'm like, okay, I'll figure it out. And so I started going to conferences and trade shows for free. I didn't pay for any of it.
0: (laughs) That's the best.
1: Uh, Yeah. Like they would cover the costs. Uh, The conference would would cover my costs for for the ticket and everything was great. Yeah. So, um, so that led me into doing podcasts and that was, around the time even though i had been shooting and editing in the uh um for a handful of years i think that would have been five years at that point
0: um so were you, like you were making music videos with these guys and- yeah i
1: was learning how to shoot i shot a lot of videos with these guys and then i um i, I learned how to edit i didn't edit the videos per se sorry about that no um okay but uh, but yeah, I, I learned from these guys. and then then I got into the advertising. and then my job was to in the beginning was to figure out compression and and, to, and, to, and uh, DVD authoring. And so basically it was kind of like trim cut, author, whatever, and kind of do that like, kind of very monotonous boring thing. And then I took a, cl- a university class or class at a New York Film Academy. and what wound up happening is I, I learned the creative side. I already knew the technical side, and then um, and then I did this thing at Neb, and we did all this stuff with uh, Regis Philbin and like James Cameron. It was crazy. This was like several years before Avatar came out, and he was telling us about this really great animation he was doing. We did. We had no idea. We had no idea it was going to be as great as it was. I, I'm just. I mean, you have to understand. This is a crazy time. Like you, you know, you're not really understanding what's going to happen. No. In, in this period when. When you go to a place and you're, you're carrying a laptop and a camera, small camera with a monopod, and the New York Times is there with a notepad, and the Boston Globe, all these big name papers were at this conference and taking notes and stuff, and here I was going and producing stuff within eight hours. And so, hey, that's the precursor to the 48, I guess. I guess so, yeah,
0: right? (laughs) eight hours, 48 at a time, yeah. Yeah,
1: literally producing, you know, editing, shooting, editing, producing, and and uploading content within an eight-hour period easily. It was just, like, happening. And, um, yeah, it was a really interesting time. And um, so, uh, when I was doing the NAB stuff, what happened was one of the guys he, uh, the guy who kind of, you know, when I said, I'm the media. I want to do, he, he basically, you know, wrote me online and he says, Hey man, check this out. Uh, I'm in China. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. He said, you want to come out here? I'm like, well, I don't know, man. He's like, yeah, I'm with this a- agency called Wyden and Kennedy. And I'm like, yeah, okay. They said, you know, they do all the Apple stuff. I'm like, wow, that's cool. And then I was like, all right, man, whatever. And you know, I had a full-time job. I was like, I'm not going to leave my full yeah, time. Yeah, why, why? You know? So then he comes back to me, hey, this thing is for the Olympics. You know, you should come do it. And I'm like, okay, you know, you could do all the editing and all the, the creative stuff. And I was like, yeah, man, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe this sounds interesting. And then, you know, a few weeks go by. And then, by the way, we're doing this thing It's with Kobe Bryant. I'm like, <laughs> what? You're kidding dude don't mess with me yeah it's with Kobe don't Bryant mess with the goat, man. it's with it's with uh this is like 2000 what was that 2015 yeah 2015 and he's like yeah it's with Kobe and um it's during the Olympics and you know we're gonna be you're gonna be in Shanghai and I'm like whoa dude this is crazy okay so I you know I knew it was a it was a freelance gig and it wouldn't last probably for more than three or six months. And I was like, you know what? This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah. And I took it. I was there for six months working. Um, never met Kobe, of course. But the the what I did was we created the first reality TV show um, in China. Uh, and it was the second most watched thing next to the Olympics. And it was like an award-winning um, uh, 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 um, online, offline kind of campaign where Nike was making this uh, thing called the Ballers Network and basically uh, athletes came from all over China 400 athletes came from all over China 27 were picked or 28 were picked I guess and they went to the U.S. to train with U.S. coaches and Kobe they came back played in the, the championship game in Beijing and this is what we created crazy that's nuts man oh yeah
0: that's nuts for somebody to just drop that on you who oh knew? by the way <laughs> who knew <laughs> man rest, rest in power buddy
1: yeah yeah, told, yeah, Kobe, you know, Kobe brought me out, you know, Kobe, Kobe, die, you know, I, I don't follow basketball anymore, but, um, you know, I did follow Kobe and I really, and I learned a lot by watching him. I saw all these clips of him and his philosophy and it was insane. Like, you know, Jordan's the best, Kobe's right beneath him. Right. And, you know, this is also a prelude that I've worked with the basketball hall of fame. So I got to meet all these legends and stuff like, you know, you know, Charles Barkley and Bernard King and Dominique Wilkins actually was his was his personal when he was inducted in the Hall of Fame was his personal uh, online uh, media person. And Dick Vitale got to work with these guys. So like, you know, anyway, this is a lot. It's a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, no, it it, it is. And and that's what I kind of wanted to focus on a little bit was that you've been on the ad side, the marketing side. You've been on the production side, holding the camera, following it all. Um, first of all, what do you like more in, Ed, in editing. regards to that? editing?
1: Without a doubt. Yeah. Editing is, I hate being on set. Because,
0: <laughs> you know, with the day job, um, I've been lucky enough where someone's like, Hey, you want to come down? And I'm like, yeah, of course I want to come to set. Right. <laughs> and you have these preconceived notions in your head. Of what a movie, like it's sex. It's you, you. Here's the problem Entertainment Tonight makes a movie set mm. look sexy. Mm. It's not sexy, Mm-mm. it's boring as all hell. Mm-hmm. You wait, you hurry up and wait for mm. almost everything. Uh, someone comes by with food every two to three hours so you don't pass out, and then 30 seconds of magic happens, and then you set up for another four hours to another 30 seconds of magic. Yeah, I was like, I. I'm I'm corrected. <laughs> this yes. is not. So I having seen that I can I can't even sympathize, but I can kind of empathize what that might might be like for 14 hours.
1: Yeah. I mean, I you know, I, I spent less time I, like I produced my own stuff. Right. So um, being on somebody else's set, you know, you have to be quiet. You can't do much of anything. And I, I that's not my flow. Like and plus you know, like, uh, I, you know, I come, I edit, right. And, you know, I always, I teach an editing class. Like I know I'm jumping. I know you, no no, no, dude, we can jump.
0: We can (laughs) jump. We don't, we don't, Um, we don't draw roads here.
1: No, no worries. No worries. Uh, but like with editing, for example, like, you know, you, you know, there's three writers in, in the filmmaking process. There's the creative and the writer there's a director slash and cinematographer. They can help to craft the story. Right. And then there's the editor. The editor has the final say, well, along with the director or the creative, whoever's in the background there. Um, and uh, but the yeah the, the the editor has so much power, and they get they get to be isolated. They get the you know they get paid. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're always working a lot. Of, there's always editors who need work. I mean, there's always work for them. Who
0: I I want I can't remember who said. I think my friend Doug said it actually. He's like, if you like being in a dark room by yourself, editing is your jam. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you agree? All right, that's. A, I think that's you know, and it is a very solo. Like you get a, you you get all of the pieces. It seems to create the story that was filmed, so that what's filmed makes sense in the story. So you really do get a lot of the final say, and then you know, director wants three hours, you go no, two and a half, and <laughs> then and then a lot of headbutting. I would imagine there. D- do all directors want to keep? everything in do you find more often than not is editing a lot of other people's stuff no matter what they direct
1: oh wow uh i find that directors will trust you with stuff if they know your you know your reputation or if they they can see that you have the chops right yeah um but uh i think most creatives they want to have they want to keep as much as they can because you know this is the important part but the thing is the editor's job is to say have to they have to think about being an audience member they have to think about like you know the attention span of the audience and what audience you're appealing to and they also because they do so much of it they you know there there is a t- sense of timing and pacing and this is something that directors and cinematographers sometimes don't necessarily have uh which is why again a lot of times it's entrusted into a, an editor right yeah um and, uh, you know, I found that, like, also, like, it, years past, I mean, I think you, you find more people who edit and shoot, even though, like, you need to separate the two if you're going to be on a – doing a film, you know, because a film is a teamwork thing. If you're really trying to make a real film, then you're trying to, like – I mean, that's my personal view. You can't just it's, – it's a challenge to do everything all by yourself. So, like, producing content for the web or or, or iTunes, you know, um, uh, podcasts or whatever, that's a whole other thing, right? But like I will say this, um, I liked I don't like, you know, because I'm getting older and like lifting up the heavy gear and everything. And it's like I don't have time for that. But I like to be on set. I like to know what's being shot because I make mental notes and think, oh, yeah, that's a good shot. I always tell people when they're shooting stuff, think, think for the think, think for the editor put your head space in the mind of the editor because the editor needs all these different angles. And so please think about and consider the editor always. Cause you know,
0: I want to put that on a t-shirt for you. Consider the editor. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but it makes sense. And then like uh, Brad Crawford was on when I was talking to him about cinematography, right? Like super solid. I've, and I've known BJ for since we were kids. Right. Like those are great fucking boys to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And, Brad was like saying this, like uh, there's a lot of things where it's like all of you are required, but it would be better if all of you did each other's jobs at least once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cause then you would, you would see the eyes of the editor and you would understand the focus of the cinematographer and you would understand the the orchestra conducting of the director. Right. Mm -hmm. At least once or twice, which I've seen a lot so far and everybody kind of plays in everybody else's department at least once or twice. Like you've, you, you do it all because how do you know it all? If you don't do it, it's one of those like, you know, how corporate jobs will be like, we're going to onboard you mm. and we're going to put you through each position so yeah. you understand the company. And you're yeah. like, oh, my fucking God, I think film is the only place where that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get in the makeup department today. OK, great. I understand. I understand why you can't just, you know, fuck around with it after. Right. You have more sympathy for the other departments. But that's that would be too expensive. Yeah, that's totally,
1: it. totally. is a challenge, right? We, we were
0: we were sitting here one day and we were like, wouldn't it be cool if three directors did a movie in their styles and one was act one and one was act two and one was act three, but oh. the same story.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Like go from Fincher to man to Spielberg. Yeah. 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 Or Malick to, to, to Kubrick to uh, Villeneuve. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It's, it's not exactly like this, but there's a, there's a movie that always pops in my head. Uh, Tokyo. You ever see it or hear about? No. Um Who? Um, Try and remember who? Who? Um, who was Bjork's? Uh, did a lot. Of, Lars Venture, I think his name is Lars Venture. Yes, a I lot of her music videos. Yeah, I think it was Lars Venture. Was it Lars Venture? But the movie's called Tokyo. Okay. And I'm looking it up. Th- yeah, look it up, and then you can you can tell me because um, I can't remember all the directors. But man, this movie is insane. None of us good. can, Ben. It's so insanely good. Tokyo, and, okay. Right. And um, three directors. Is it directors, foreign? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's it's all done in Tokyo. <laughs> and, that's, another, um,
0: that's another slogan for a t-shirt. Yeah, it's all done in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but I love this film, and it's like three directors. Uh, it's one film, but it's but it's different. Uh, uh, ch- uh, different. Um, Different themes per per film, and they're all it's 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 all very cool and interesting and weird and freaky, and it's like, whoa, this movie's so good. I just can't remember the director's name. I think was it Lars von Trier. See now I, I want to look it up now. Yeah, no, dude, I'm
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm trying here, but
1: um, <laughs> Tokyo Film, I think is uh, if you type in Tokyo Film. So many smart
0: come. devices, but none of them wanna <laughs> fucking work at the same time.
1: Yeah, uh, no uh, doubt. Hilarious. <laughs> but um.
0: Tokyo film no I and, and I mean what you're saying is exactly what I'm thinking and it's probably you know what they like there was there was a question that I had for you and it's a great time to bring it up it's yeah. like they they and they being ones always smarter than me say that there's six maybe 12 stories mm-hmm. that you can tell um so like can you is that true first of all and You know, would stories be, can you tell different stories through changing directors up maybe and having three writers write three separate styles, like making these hybrids would then maybe square, square it to the power of two, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's funny, like, you know, a jump forward, but backward, um, like with our 48, we always try to have a theme, right? Yeah. And so we always kind of work with themes like overcoming the monster or, you know, uh, rags to riches, that kind of thing. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, um,
0: coming of age tale yeah, or hero's journey. Or- right.
1: So so this is kind of, this is a complex question, but it's not really, right? Um, because, uh, you know, it's funny. Some time ago, I was looking at uh, this thing online uh, where Kurt Vonnegut was talking about uh, the, the, the arc of a story, right? And he draws this... Um, he draws this horizontal line and this vertical line, and uh, oh, like an X and a Y, right? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like the axis. Right? Yeah, okay. So the top is like you know health, happiness, and, and greatness, everything at the top. Every, and the bottom is, is is being poor and and poor health or whatever. Everything's at the bottom there. And then in the middle, he has uh, the beginning, and then at the end, he has the end. Right, so.
0: Get the fuck out of here. So,
1: like, you know, like, it, it, this, the way his 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 thing goes is kind of like, you know, a lot of people like to start above, you know, right above, like, the average line. Okay. You know, so there's, uh you know, boy meets girl, for example. Boy meets girl. You know, he's, you know, going about his life or her life or whomever, or partner, whatever. And then. It meets the girl and everything's great and it goes up high, everything's great. And then there's something bad that happens and it goes down. It goes beneath the it goes beneath the um the 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 shitty stuff, the medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it goes back up at the end. I mean, so what it is is basically like there are these arcs. You know, a lot of times it's gonna be there's a high, then there's a low, then there's a high. Usually there's a low. At some point in the film, if you want your film to kind of go somewhere, there's there's going to be a low somewhere. Sometimes there's several lows, like, you know, right? And then, you know, it's like you got low and then it got even lower. It's like, whoa, what's going on? And then sometimes it ends on a low, right? Um, but most films in, the, in North America tend to be on a happy ending kind of thing, right? Um, but, you know, you have your... Well, they're rare... supposed
0: to market, Ben. They're supposed to sell, Yeah, you know, like there is that, which always blows my mind mm-hmm. that Everything outside of North America. Mm. Always has some artistic quality, some charm to it, some subplot, some deeper metaphor. Mm. But here, it's like Captain America saves the day. Now, <laughs> I don't get me wrong. I fucking love Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's sickening to see the hard sell in there. Oh yeah, right. That, and that's studio interference. Yeah. But you don't get that with foreign films. You don't get that with French films. It's I mean, and maybe people in France, France and wherever else are like, you know, they they're saying what I'm saying. But you know, from my perspective,
1: yeah. It, well, you know, I think, I think, you know, when you, when you, when you look at the arc of a film and you look at these highs and lows, um, you know, the core, like guess human beings, we relate to things, right? And the reason why we tell stories is what we, re- we want to relate things to, to people, right? So you think back to the cave paintings, whatever, you know, uh, telling stories so that we can, uh, we can, you know, we can do right in our society, those type of things, or, you know, learning a lesson, right? Um, But when you think about it, when you think about it, when you're writing your story, yeah, you can have different directors and different things, but it's less about that and it's more about making connection with people with your truth, right? I feel like it's about truth uh, or your truth or understanding your truth. If you own your truth and you understand it and if you have life experience – like. I feel like a lot of good directors have had some life experience. You know, it's kind of hard for like a, a high school kid to come out and, 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 I won't and tell stories. And craft, yeah. Craft a story. You can, you can read stories. My,
0: my balls can... haven't even dropped yet, but I'm trying to tell you how to live your life.
1: Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's very true. Right. So, so my, my thinking the is, fuck? This... is
0: Dawson's Creek making a movie.
1: <laughs> well, you know, seriously,
0: James Vanderbeek thinks he knows the secret to life and he's only 16.
1: Exactly. And it's like, it's like, I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there needs to be some, some, some life lived. And if you don't have life lived, sometimes you can read stories or see other things and kind of p- uh, p- pick a truth from that. You know, you can elevate your, you know, elevate yourself by, by understanding your truth and, uh and, and, or knowing what you know, it really makes a difference when you know what you know, and then you can speak on that topic because then you yeah. start connecting people. If you can't, connect people in that way or you don't have enough experience to do that then it's going to be harder for you to really reach people i feel
0: i I couldn't agree with you more and that's just from you know a sideline perspective but like with with the onslaught of remakes and reboots because it's like well let's 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 take this old movie that you know was based on the time and you know remake it with Um, a fresh coat of pro-choice or, Mm. you know, make and And what I find offensive about that Mm. is that that is not the way to make something better. Tell that story. If if you're trying to include diversity Mm -hmm. and inclusion, tell a fucking story about that stuff. Yeah. Don't make star Wars about inclusion because I mean, it it is, it is a way to do it. It's Disney going, but it's not fucking enough.
1: Yeah. I don't. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. You know Star Wars when they had the, the you know I forget uh, the guys the ca- black character's name oh yeah Finn or whatever Finn, is, yeah. yeah he's cool and all but like you know Star Wars you know yeah they have Billy D Williams whatever but when you really want <laughs> to Billy
0: D Williams man he's the fucking shit <laughs> yeah well no doubt Orlando, right? I but, don't think a better casting has ever occurred. no doubt
1: that dude was dope right but but I can tell you something um, when you look at a movie like Black Panther and how it, how it connected with people I remember some some dude was like shouting me down or trying to tell me like it's you know Black Panther was just like any other it's a shit movie it's this and that and I was like dude you know what (laughs) this is the first time I saw myself up on screen you know this is an intelligent black man for one and uh, you know, and, and we're looking at a, a futuristic part of Africa and and, and, and and it was like a whole world that was never seen before. Yes. We've never seen that world before. And you know, and then you have this this wonderful, amazing looking, beautiful black man who's like powerful, not only he's strong, he's smart, and he's a and he's a prince. I'm like, I see myself. We don't ever see ourselves in these things. And I no. love superhero you know, superhero movies and comic books. I love the Spider Man and I love the the hawk the, the, the and everything, but they don't look like me. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make this about a race thing, but like when you grow up in, I grew up in the States, right? I grew up in the States. There's no images of me in no. the seventies. I grew up in the seventies, dude. Like there wasn't, there wasn't any images of me growing up. It was, it was black exploitation, or we were looked we were looking like, you know, thugs and criminals. And, and, and it wasn't until like a movie, like come into America like where, you know, where Eddie Murphy did, for example.
0: Fuck you! <laughs> well, you know.
1: <laughs> Fuck you too!
0: <laughs> One of my favorite scenes. Yeah. But, and and it's, that's great, but it's a shame that it had to be a comedy, right? Like, yeah. it, it, but I mean, baby steps, I guess, yeah. right? I can't yeah. speak to that, but I totally, and that's what I, I, that's what you see in Black Panther. And yeah. that's, that was what, if you couldn't see that at all, Skin color aside, if you couldn't see that that's what that movie was trying to do mm. and that's what Bozeman was trying to convey, th- I feel bad for you. Yeah, yeah, totally. it, 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 You know, and, and it's even better that it's a superhero movie mm. in regards to children seeing that mm-hmm. and and seeing, like you say, seeing themselves on screen because I'm quite frankly sick and tired of seeing who I look like on screen. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just boring. Yeah. And, and it's yeah it's well
1: it's also like the same when you see like um like uh ah, man i can't remember this movie this tv show but like they have like the first lgbt uh, no it was a um, um the l word oh, what, what's the name of that show man um, oh Queers folk no, it was a superhero. It was like a superhero. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and it was... Uh,
0: I, I love LGBTQ shows, clearly.
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to remember the name of the, 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 the Oh, man, I can't remember the name of it, but it was really cool. And the one of the lead characters, one of the prominent characters was uh, someone who actually was, you know, they were changing. They, they were changing their... Um, uh, you know, from from male. Oh, they were transitioning. Transitioning, yeah, that's
0: cool. And
1: and and they were like this high tech, you know, geek. And I was like, yo, that's dope. But even still, like I, you know, they've done a lot of movies about women in general, like as heroes. But they they never really. It, it wasn't until like you see somebody like Scarlett Johansson or like um or like uh you know like um uh. Uh, what's her name? um Juhovitch. Jeho- 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 oh, yeah. Like, like <laughs> they, they, they. You know, like sometimes you see. A female character and you can see oh they just put her in there because she's very you know she's aesthetically as the masses put it you know a, a pleasing look or whatever yeah it's like you're not they're not going for the the core of of like does this person really have badass in their eyes no they do not and and, it, and you could see it you know and that's the sad part
0: but she was put on screen to not look in her eyes
1: yeah, not the look and in her eyes as a badass, right? Yeah, but, right? But but then that's when you the see she, when you see Scarlet, you can see she's a badass. You can see that 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 um that Mila is. You can see I don't know the the, the actress that was in um in um in a uh, Black Panther, but the black actress in that movie who played the
0: sister, who played uh, the, the warrior. Le- oh, the war- Yeah, the
1: warrior was hardcore. Yeah, it was like, who yeah. are you? why you know why are you not in more films like you have that look in your eye yeah that's the thing and and so they're starting to do you know even like wonder woman they're doing a good job with her even
0: they are they're finally
1: starting to to get that look of of badass properly it's not just a another pretty face on screen it's like to check a box it's
0: actually like okay no you're believable as an actor right and and uh, and that's another thing too that I've, i've if we're being honest like I realize that it's actor. It's not actor and actress, Mm-mm. right? And it j- just should. It just and if if you want to categorize it, then it should be best male actor and best female actor. Mm. But you shouldn't categorize as actor and actress because you're all playing something. Yes. So it doesn't fucking at sex doesn't matter at that point. Gotcha. Right? Whatever yep. aisle you, whatever box you check, it shouldn't it shouldn't feminize or masculine mascul- masculinize for lack of a better word your profession it's it is what it is understood
1: right? now i'm feeling you on that right there you know um yeah i mean it's it's interesting like i i personally um i wanted to throw something in in with this yeah, because do. we were talking about you know we talk about storytelling and I, when i worked in advertising you know one of the most powerful things is, is you know they always talk about story always talk about story but when you think about why so many people go to Apple or why so many people have such a, a fanfare of that or Nike, you know, and I worked with Nike, right? So, yeah. so it's the whole, it's, it's less about the product. It's less about the product. Cause you can tell, you can put a movie, movies the same way, right? It's, you know, here's, here's this product that has, has all these heroes and whatever, these great characters and these, this big name actor. But if you don't have the heart and core, which when you look at apple for example it's all about innovation creativity you know and that's what you know it's the experiential thing it's the experience that you're feeling with the with 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 the the brand apple and i hate to talk about branding because a lot of people you know think of oh he's talking about marketing stuff no it's less about that it's more about capturing the core of something
0: there's i know what you're talking about i have a i have a aaron works my buddy aaron Uh, works in uh in graphic design Mm. and uh so he's it's when people hear marketing Mm. it 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 cuts kind of hard now because of social media and oversaturation of it and like i'm like i watched like i'm streaming snl the other night and i'm like i literally there's there's a sketch missing and it's been filled with commercials like it's and it's that obvious Mm. right but when you're talking about marketing something for its purity as opposed to marketing for its p- price value, there's mm. a difference there, I think, is what you're getting at.
1: One thousand percent. Like, you know, I mean, like Red Bull is an example. Like, you know, like I don't drink Red Bull at all. I hate Like I don't want to drink that stuff. But man, the stuff they do with extreme sports and that whole thing with jumping from the from the space and everything just they've they've created their own narrative to bring people into their world now do i you know like am i am i interested in their product no but the fact that they but the fact that they focus on they focus on 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 drawing people to their their world their world that they created it's kind of interesting, and, and and yeah, it is deceitful, I suppose, in a way. <laughs> but but like I said before, I'm looking at Apple. I'm looking at Google. I love Apple, like, and it's and it's not because I'm brainwashed. It's because the experience I've had with it, and that's what I'm trying to get at. Like the, the experience that you get from a film, uh, is what you need to be drawing out of of your stories.
0: Yes, and and sometimes. You do have to market to the masses because it's broad strokes, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you're in unless you're hard in the paint for independent or you're a short filmmaker and you don't have a big window. You know, you you, the I'm I'm sure the algorithm exists. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Fox was tapping into it. I'm sure Disney has a direct feed into it. Right. Like Mm -hmm. where you just like like Netflix proved and. And House of Cards Mm. exists because people like crime, Mm. they like David Fincher, Mm -hmm. and they like Kevin Spacey. Mm -hmm. So they just went, okay, let's make a political thriller with crime directed by David Fincher with Kevin Spacey. And that's why it did so well. But they only had that because that was the information they were given. Right. With, With a movie, you have to create that which is where that cell kind of comes in right and yeah the product placement maybe and you know like you can't when you can see the mercedes-benz tag mm. on the front hood of the car i'm like okay i know who, <laughs> who's in on this who's got some points on this movie <laughs> but right? you,
1: you know it, but it goes it goes to a deep point of like uh what is the heart and core the emotional core of your film what is the emotional core? What is going to pull the heartstrings of, of the people? Because you know you can talk about a story that um, is about being triumphant in the end, but the person has to go through some trials because that's what people relate to. That's part of life, right? You go through these trials and then triumph because everybody wants to triumph and they want to see the, the 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 protagonist or the hero in the in the film, you know, triumph have a triumphant ending because they see themselves in that character, right? And so if you can, if you can capture that essence of what it is to be triumphant, but also to fall low, because you've, because you've actually seen low before. and you've yeah, We're humans.
0: We're, we're living it, buddy.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so I think, I think when, when, when I, when I think of, you know, when I think of all the things that go into the ingredients of making a film, I think of like the emotional core the emotional core. What is that core that 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 you're that you're that you're striving for that you're trying to hit and target and hit people and pull their heartstrings when they fall low, like the daughter dying or the wife dying or or the husband dying or whatever. And then that protagonist has to come upward from being so down or or they get sick or they get broken in some way. And then they have to rise up and 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 like make something of themselves and or reinvent themselves totally people love that stuff
0: they do i do too i always as much as it like i will i'm i'm a public crier i'll cry in (laughs) front of 20 people at a movie right that shit just gets at me like shamefully i cried during like hallmark movies shout out to winnipeg for being (laughs) a hallmark movie mecca gotcha canada (laughs) um what movies make you a better filmmaker
1: well, I'm an editor, so I don't want to say I'm the – what make movies. Okay. But well, I'll say mo- movies that I love.
0: <laughs> Memento. Oh. Uh, oh, you're old, Nolan.
1: Oh, well, new too. I, I love Inception, one of my favorite films. Have you seen Tenant yet? No, I know about it. I know about – well, actually, I don't know enough about it because I don't watch trailers. Okay, I don't watch trailers.
0: I'm doing the same thing you are.
1: Uh, Part of that, again, being an editor, I anticipate things – and I don't like to anticipate. I want to just be taken for a journey. Uh, one of my greatest experiences ever in watching a film was Avatar because I didn't. All I knew was like, "Oh, Avatar, computers." That's all I thought. I I think I, I don't even know if I saw a poster. I didn't know James Cameron was even doing it. I just I just went there, and and I had the 3D glasses on. and I was on the IMAX in New York, and I was like, "What am I witnessing?" <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting into and I, that was that's probably, amazing
0: i can't imagine
1: what that would have been like it was unbelievable because i didn't have any anti, i had i couldn't i had no knowledge of what was gonna be what this was what film was about
0: we've we've had this conversation before and and i'm sorry th- this is a question i like to ask everybody because every, every when i say filmmaker i mean somebody who makes movies so you're the editor right you're the guy who puts all the pieces together yeah um so pardon my my ignorance there. no no it's not an ignorant thing it's
1: <laughs> I you know I always always um I, 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 I always put it at the yeah it's true when you're editor and I put pieces together so yeah of course I understand um but yeah no yeah I'm, editor just uh you know just uh, memento
0: just must drive you crazy then
1: memento is a is a, a fantastic film the matrix is one of my favorite films uh, Eternal Sunshine from a spotless mind oh, is one of my favorites. Is
0: that not one of the best <laughs> premises for sick, a movie? Sick film. Which, like, I can't wait to see uh, his new film on Netflix. I've been meaning to get to it. Oh. Um, I don't think. I think I don't think I want to be here anymore. I think is what it's called. Oh, okay. Um, it's got Jesse Plemons. Um, did you see Chernobyl on it on HBO?
1: Oh man, I saw bits and pieces. It wasn't on HBO. I saw it somewhere else. Okay. I know bits and pieces of it. I think I th- saw the first. Part or i think it was like a series right yeah 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 um, i saw i saw like the first two series uh, like episodes well yeah
0: it's yeah it's a it's a mini series yeah it's got ah oh, the name david thelwis is in it um jesse Plemons, uh and oh heredity and uh 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 Oh man, uh, we'll we'll check. I'll put this in the notes later. Yeah, uh, we'll get it. But um, that's that's why we are who we are. That's mm. that that's us here. We're not professionals, not in that's right. We've never claimed to be. Um, the forty eight. Mm. I want to start with. You've done a lot of festivals, mm. and to you, what is the most important? Like, I mean, everybody hears film festival. They hear Sundance. They hear Tribeca. Mm. They hear TIFF. They hear maybe Vancouver. Mm. Um those are the ones that are in the news because those are the ones that bring bring in the big names. Mm. So for anybody who really doesn't know the importance of a film festival, really, what is the most important aspect of a festival?
1: (laughs) Going there and interacting with people. Okay. (laughs)
0: No, I, and that's what I, I feel it's a shared invite. Like, like whenever salespeople go to a conference, Mm. it's just bullshit. Mm. Ego stroking, posturing Mm. shit. But when you guys get together, it's like, it's networking, but you're networking with your things you made.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's um. Uh, let me step back a little bit, though. Uh, the, the first film festival kind of film festival I ever been to went to was in New York. Uh, it was uh, it was a manga uh, conference. It only happened for a few. And I remember it was like the Japanese anime and stuff. It was like, oh, my God, some great stuff. And then Tribeca Film Festival was my next one. It was brand new, just had come out, and I—that was when I didn't really know a lot about film festivals and stuff. Um, and then uh, you know TIFF is the biggest thing I've well, it's one of the biggest in the world and yeah. biggest in North America. I, I've, I think I've been there like five times. Uh, and um, this will lead into my forty eight Yeah, that's of, the point. You know, my... Yeah, that's why we're trying
0: That's <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So so. Uh, let's put it this way. The interesting thing that happened was I had a, I impressed somebody from TIFF at, a, at an event. Um, and they really, really appreciated what what I was bringing to the table, I suppose. And, um, and my partner kept telling me, you need to go to TIFF. I just got the job at the film group at, when I was working at the Winnipeg film group. And, and they, I kept, you know, you have to go. And I'm like, I just knew, I don't know anything. I don't want to, I'm not ready for it. You know? And then the next year came and she said, you need to go. And then, and then I still was like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And then what wound up happening was I wanted to go. And then I said, how can I go? And apparently the interesting thing was I needed to watch a hundred films.
0: Like this was a prerequisite
1: for this particular instance. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> watch like a hundred short films a hundred right? short films okay good so i, I watched hundred short films for the canada top 10 and uh and, and and that would guarantee me a pass to tiff and so i i did got they,
0: the, did they like check you are they like you sure like, oh or?
1: no 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 not at all it was totally cool like like so 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 i got a pass to 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 to, uh to to to, 10 tiff yeah uh i watched these 100 films and when i was watching these 100 films i noticed that um that well what i noticed that there were there were only like three manitoba films in out of these hundreds i was looking like what's going on i know we have a lot of talent here i've seen it you know and and so i was just like I, I don't know what's going on here. Okay, cool. So, so I approached him on it. And I said, Hey, you know, there's, there's not a lot of Manitoba filmmakers and we're, you know, we definitely can get, like, I've seen a lot of these films. We can do like, we can compete. We do with this already. People. Yeah. We can compete with a lot of these people. And, you know, it might be a matter of things of maybe just, we're not submitting to TIFF. I don't know. But all I know is that, all I know is that I only saw three and I thought there, that should be changed. So, I approached him on it and I said, Hey, look, i like to do a national 48. And, um, and for anybody who
0: doesn't know what a 48 yeah, is, I'll go into that. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but you can explain it if you want. No, to. I want you to because oh, okay. I'm going
0: to fuck it up if you let me do oh, it. Oh, no, no, no. It's cool. <laughs> uh,
1: so I, I approached him. I said, Hey, i like to do a 48. Uh, we've been doing it for about five years or so. And, and, like, you know, I think a lot of these films would be great and it would be a good co- competition with everybody else. And, they were like, cool, sounds great, figure it out. And, and I was like, I, but I didn't know any other provinces. You know, I had been working in, in Manitoba for about five years or four years, I guess, at that time. And I basically was like, you know, I don't know anyone. So then I started approaching all these different other organizations that are like the Winnipeg Film Group. And I started shout out to the Winnipeg film group. Shout out to the Winnipeg film group. I'm not with them anymore. Whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> <Okay>. Oops. <sorry. laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, hey, look, I love the film group, you know, but there's yeah, something I, going on, you know, people, yeah, it is what it is. Um, at any rate, uh, basically uh, uh, when I went to, um, I, I, you know, I, for a whole year, I got everybody all hyped up for the 48 uh, at these different organizations. And then, I did a six-year retrospective of R48, and I will get into what R48 is in a second. And then I did a six-year retrospective of R48 that we did at the Winnipeg Film Group, um, and or that I did, I should say. <laughs> and basically, what happened was, uh, um, it, 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 it went, we went to I went to Toronto, uh, did it there, and it was an amazing thing. And then we were going to announce. To the world and and this was 2000 january february, was february 2020 this year and then in march we were going to release it <laughs> and then covid happened and everything went to hell and that was it and so but then i picked it up so anyway what a 48 is basically you write shoot direct score a film in 48 hours uh we <laughs> um <laughs> fucking madness and I was tasked. Like, I I got the job in 2014 at the Winnipeg Film Group. Um, and my my first or my second month, it was stated to me that I needed to do a 48, and I been in one, but I didn't never ran one. I was like, how, how am I supposed? So anyway, <laughs> I had to figure out how all that worked, and basically, uh, you Google, know, I started. just
0: Google. Yeah,
1: so basically I went to like William F. White, I went to all the local, you know, the bakery, whatever. I went to all these different local businesses and art organizations and said, hey, look, you know, am i am not looking for money? I just want to make sure that, you know, I want to support the filmmakers and like we want to get first prize and this yeah, and that totally. kind of thing. And so they all supported that, that that was cool and everything. And so um, from there, then the Gimli Film Festival the next year saw successful and thought it was a really cool idea. And they wanted to partner. And I said, Hey, you know what, let's, um, you know, yeah, let's partner and let's do cause they wanted to do a 48. I said, well, it's kind of hard. And, and at the time, Winnipegers, Winnipeg film group members in particular, were not going to the Gimli film festival right at the time, uh, not in droves, they, like they would go for uh, the, um, the, uh, the pitch and then they would like leave. Um, and then it was like, well, we want to keep them here. How, what's a good way to keep them here? I was like, well, 48. Like, the 40 would be a good thing. So then um, we did that, and we did it very well. And then the next year, they gave us uh, the Gimli Theater because we packed out the other theater. It was like 160. We packed it out, and then we went to the Gimli Theater, and then we sold out that one, like, for every year after. And then we brought it back here because it got so big for the Winnipeg Film Group, we had to take it to the Metropolitan. And so we're talking anywhere between... 400 to 600 people would see this within you know a year and it started with only uh 90 people being able to see it and only in a cinematech and we got two screenings and so that all led to the six-year retrospective of the tiff bell lightbox so when i was fired from the film group this past year <laughs> i like to say this put it put it be be straight with it because people keep asking and they don't know but anyway i'm not going to bring up the bad stuff whatever i love the Wait. film
0: group we, we we're honest here but we don't drop names it's yeah crazy. yeah my my, my, <laughs> dro- my dro- about dropping names but
1: but i was fired from the film group people keep asking me so i just want to be flat out yeah, i got fired cool. from the film group and uh i got love for all the folks that are there some of the folks that are there um and they're strong and i appreciate them very much that's what i will say um anyway um i was like so this happened like Uh, three days or like six days into like into the COVID lockdown. it's like, what What's going on? So I had to figure out like, okay, well, no one's hiring. What do I do? Like who, who, who fires somebody during COVID? (laughs) And, and so I was just like, well, what do I do? So, uh, basically I was like, well, the 48 is in place. Uh, that's something I can do automatically because I already have all, all these relationships. Why not? It makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's something that's ready made and already like in, in an easy sell, you know? Uh, so basically what I did was, uh, I like two weeks after I got fired, um, I went and I incorporated, did a, an, or incorporated and did a nonprofit a federal or at the federal level. So meaning that like most people, when they do a business, they do it usually in their own province, Right. Uh, what I did was I did it so that it it would be able to operate all over Canada. Um, So I went and did that and, uh, and then I incorporated it and basically um, it's called the 48 film festival, uh, Inc. And uh, we have a relationship with about eight of the 10 provinces for this 48 and two of the three territories. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, and then all these talks, all these things were going on. And um, I started building up the hype of it quietly. You know, like I was being really quiet. People didn't know what I was doing. I was being very quiet. Then I got on the board of On Screen Manitoba. And, and then um, Guy Matin, like the summer, we uh, we, we were talking about some things. And then he was like, hey, you know, you know, I like to help out. How can I help? And and he's like, you know, I, I was like, hey, you know, maybe we can um, do this thing with the forty. was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, you know, I really love what you're doing. I love the energy that you bring into this. This is so amazing. And so me and Guy connected, and then um, you know, over pie and and uh, as we, you do, yeah, as you you know, you just have pie, yeah. and you hang out and whatever. And and uh, and I'd already been just you know, there's it's not like there was a, there was like you know, oh, Guy met just met Ben. No, I knew him. Prior to like when I first got here, so I'm backtracking a little bit. (laughs) Momento, momento time. (laughs) (laughs) So, so so basically, uh, you know, um, I met guy at a party some time ago, and um, and I, you know, I was new to Canada, so I didn't really know him, and because I was just getting into the film realm here uh, with Canada, I knew stuff in the states, but I didn't know a lot about Canada film filmmaking, and. we just hit it off. We just were very cool. We liked each other. Um, and, then, uh, and then, me and Guy, like, uh, and then I, you know, when I got to be at the film group, I took him out for lunch and everything. And we talked and we really hit it off. We really liked each other. And then he, and then one day I asked him for a favor. I said, Hey, we're doing this thing for, for our grants and stuff. And, and I like to interview you. He said, Great, but I need a favor from you. I want you to be in my film. <laughs> and I was like, well, what a trade-off, of course. Why not? No problem. <laughs> yeah. And um, so there was, a, was the one film, um, uh, Accidents, uh, which actually went to TIFF, and then it went to uh, Cannes, I believe. And then he did another film called uh, Stump the Guesser, which I haven't seen, but I know it played in Europe uh that he had me in in the second you know second time so that was cool you know so
0: what's that i'm gonna stop you there yeah, cause yeah what's it like being what's it like working with him He's, my winnipeg is like one of my whenever whenever somebody starts talking <laughs> kooky i'm like well i got a kooky film for you <laughs> it's about my hometown well <laughs> maybe never want to come here
1: <laughs> well you know guy is it's funny. Like he He
0: sees life through a different lens. A
1: different lens one thousand percent. And like you get that even just in general conversation with him. And this is this melodrama, there's this, this humor, <laughs> this dark humor. And like, even just like, you know, here we're a suit and then you're going to, you're going to, you're going to be putting something into a jar. I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's a little, <laughs> it's kind of out there. It's like, what? We're going to do what? And I was like, okay, sure. We're going to do that.
0: I trust uh, you. I trust uh, you. Uh something
1: guesser. I, I have to see this because I want to see exactly how, how this came off on screen because it was. It was kind of out there. I was like, yo, dude, that's out there. <laughs> but I'm kind of wild anyway, so I can appreciate your vibe. Totally. So, yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, because because Winnipeg is, is quirky and odd and has this, this yes. really um, <laughs> surreal kind of vibe, you know, my heart is that already. Even though, like, you know, yeah, my heart is that, I think. And so that's partly why I think. I identify with the Winnipeg, not necessarily the Winnipeg aesthetic, but I do identify with them and the the weird and kooky stuff. I, I definitely identify with it. I definitely can 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 appreciate it. Um, so I've learned to appreciate a lot of experimental films and stuff due to that.
0: I, it's on you, too, sir. Yeah. So like speaking as a lifetime Winnipegger to somebody who's, an, uh, you know, just came here welcome to the party thank you brother I appreciate you're, it. you're you're good you're in You your t-shirts in the mail <laughs> thank you thank you
1: but um so yeah this summer you know guy you know guy and I hooked up and, and in the meantime I was like very quiet about it I didn't want to say anything to anybody and then I was like I'm gonna approach the news media I'm gonna tell them we're gonna do all this stuff and so all these media people were like yeah yeah we want to get the story and totally. CBC wanted to be first and I was like cool and they gave us a sick interview it was a really really good one and it was cool because the producer um uh you know shout out to the producer uh Sean Sh- Shandell who like basically like i never had a producer walk me through stuff and kind of like because normally when i get interviewed it's kind of like hey you're ready to, let's go and and a lot of times with interviews they, they you know a lot of things get missed it's almost like you have to be like a republican from the states and like just throw your talking points out there and ignore the question and just do your talking mr points. trump Mr. Yeah. trump yeah i know mr., right mr trump <laughs> yeah, mr just...
0: trump i'm gonna turn your microphone off you old fuck, mr trump
1: <laughs> Yeah, my country's crazy. We don't have to talk about that, though, man, whatever. Um,
0: hey, man, everybody's got their shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, I mean, and um, and then it was just kind of like, you know, I mean, we're, this announcement was made last week, so this is all news to everybody. And yeah. I designed the website, and, you know, I've been programming. I've been d- uh, doing web. I've been, been been web programming for over 20 years for fun. Like I've done some work for people. Like I did some stuff for like uh for like um the Fujis producer and a few oh. other ca- Yeah, a few people back in the day. But like whatever. That was just like early stuff and but like I'm 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 definitely at a level where it's like I people do crossword puzzles for fun. I I do coding for like for like fun like for my relaxation i code i I get dude i
0: i totally get it when i when the blog was going i had access to the html Mm -hmm. so i taught myself how to read it where to place it all that stuff like i do get this because what you're doing is you're taking letters and numbers and brackets and parentheses and you're creating something with it and as much as somebody will be like you know that's like that's like a dj where you're like you know, just replaying, but you're, you're making something new, right? Yes. So, so I do understand the coding aspect to it for sure. Um, so I know you, you, cause you obviously 48, you get the, you get the pitch the day of, right? Mm-hmm. You don't get to know in advance. Right. So I'm not going to ask you what the theme or what the, what the, what the thing is. Is there one thing you can say that wouldn't give it away or, well,
1: you- let's put it this way. So we have a thing called the key well let's call it a set of instructions okay okay you do not get this key which a key can have maybe seven different elements that you have to do in order to finish your film you don't get this key until the day of so ideally all of the different provinces and and territories will have a similar key though you know Because we have so much experience here, I'm going to challenge Winnipeg more, (laughs) Manitoba more, because we just have a lot more experience than a lot of a lot of the other ones haven't done a 48 before. So, you know, whatever. Right. But a key can be um, a theme, which, you know, like I said, overcoming the monster or or you can have something like a camera camera angle like uh, or. Um, a trunk shot, uh, meaning you're up in the trunk and the camera's inside there, you know, that kind oh, of okay. thing. Oh, okay.
0: Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or you can,
1: yeah exactly. Um, you can have a uh, usual suspect. <laughs> no. Um, okay, or, Kaiser. So to say. <laughs> yeah. You can have like, uh, you can have like um, uh, uh, an editing technique, like a montage, for example. Um, and, and you can have like, you know, we, we tell everybody to work with local musicians because one thing that we're doing is we're elevating the musicians or the the, 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 the composers. Uh, we're elevating actors. We, we, we're trying to get people to stop using their buddies. We want people to use trained actors. If not Actra, then use trained actors. There's plenty of them in the city. We need to support one another because everybody needs to support one another because we're talking about. Getting national attention because the best of the best of all these provinces will go and play at the Tiff Bell Lightbox and talk about national exposure. Talk about all the different organizations. So that's that
0: different- the prize is mm-hmm. to get to Tiff.
1: Well, that's well not Tiff, but the Tiff Bell Lightbox.
0: Okay, all right. I want to be careful when I say no, Tiff. No, I get it. No, because I I don't know either. So yeah. Tiff Bell Lightbox is that's a that's a branch off
1: that. That is uh so TIFF, what they do, they, they, they own the TIFF Bell Lightbox. Okay. So they have, during TIFF, they have maybe like, I don't know, nine, 10, 12 different theaters that are playing films. I think, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, TIFF Bell Lightbox is their, their home space. Uh, and it was built specifically for, 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 for the organization. And what oh, they do wow. is like the cinematech and it plays films all year long, but it plays like, it's a. You know, it's a big freaking theater. It's like freaking, well, multiple theaters, many, many different theaters.
0: So it's their headquarters for TIFF. Yes. So if you're going to TIFF, at some point you're at the headquarters. So it's prime real estate.
1: Yeah. And keep this in mind. If you enter into this, you're now going to be on their radar and everybody else's if you get that far. (laughs) Well,
0: (laughs) we were talking before we started that I had, I got to sit down with Ian Bawa and fuck the... Just him talking about his shock with it, mm. you know, like it's just it's, it's he was like I, I, I can't quote him. But he was like, yeah, someone was like, you might as well do it. And he was like, OK, what do I have to lose? And then it's like, now you're in Tiff. Yeah. You know, and now people are talking about your film, which like I was crying two minutes into that thing. Like, mm. it's such a beautiful fucking piece of work. Yeah. And but I that's a, that's really so. So my understanding of it is – and this is – the website just launched, but um, your – the 48 is when next year?
1: It will be in the spring of next year. Spring of next year. And let me throw something out because you've mentioned these names before. B.J. Vareau. Yes. uh, Brad uh, Crawford. Crawford, And Ian was in this film. They they, they did a film in 2014 (laughs) called Loss of Contact. And the movie (laughs) – Went on to win like a CBC forty thousand dollars or something like yep. that. Like Brad told crazy. us about it. Let me tell you something. If not for BJ and Brad, this forty eight that I'm doing now, it was it it was inspired by. Let's put it this way. BJ Vero helped help me helped to inspire me for the past four or five years. I've been thinking about this very like seriously, uh, but I had to do it in baby steps and grow totally, it right. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah they upped the ante they made everybody else step up their game and every year the films got stronger and better and then we did really we had a we have a relationship with actra well i'm not gonna say right now but we have had a relationship in the past all the way up until now where we would actra would allow us to use actra actors for free and 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 that's like an unheard of thing and it's a cool thing that that rob macklin helped make happen so shout out to rob for allowing that to happen. But I was very, very fortunate to to get that and then not only have but have a position in the film group where I could actually um, say insurance is free. Uh, well, at the time it was free because we, we had things going pretty well there for for the insurance. And so if you wanted to to work, or, you know, shoot on a street or whatever the city was you know you free permits you don't get free permits in other cities but Winnipeg you do and if you have insurance you can do that and so the relationship of having free permits free actor actors no one no one's done that before here or really very, anywhere
0: else it's <laughs> super philanthropic
1: and so and so with that happening and then now bringing in Manitoba Manitoba music you know now you have people who are who are scoring their films and and the the, for the past couple of years, the best films, past several years, even this past year, that I didn't work on this one, but the the the, the 40 that happened this year, Lasha Motion did a film, and 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 I think she got best score or in her film or something like that, and like like and this is from a, a relationship with Manitoba Music, and and like and and it's the same person I think won the year before or something like that, I can't remember all the specifics, but think about that for example for 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 a second, you know, you're taking musicians and actors who wouldn't typically probably have an opportunity to you know to, to to expand to a wider audience you know again like we were showing in front of like between four 400 and 600 people you know like that's huge especially and then and then what we did was the youth versus the adults youth being 25 <laughs> and under and then t- 26 and over right and i'm gonna tell you something some of the best films are by these youth so now we're pushing these youth to be at a level of alasha motion or 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 bj varro or juliette like those are the people who were killing it and like making stuff happen right and um and so like and now we have tyler brown who's like him and his sister are sick like Their movies are so sick. It's like, where did you guys come from? And how are you this good? I don't get it. I don't get it. And like the world needs to know this. Canada needs to know how good we have, how good our people are.
0: I couldn't agree with you more, which is half the reason I love having you guys on the show is because, you know, as small as our footprint is, I love my town and I love my town's film people. Right. And I love being proxy to it. And you guys, I've the privileged times I've been able to go to a set and watch you work and watch you hustle and hear the compliments and just know who's playing here. Like people don't know until it happens, but it's like Netflix picks Winnipeg. Yeah. That's a, that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. When, when Netflix comes to Canada, Mm. they go Winnipeg. Yeah. It So that's a, that's a, there's something behind that. Mm. So this 48 it's premise. And if correct me if I'm wrong is Anybody can be online. It's national. So everybody from BC, from coast to coast, every territory, they make their films, they submit them. All of them will be online to be able to watch when they're done. Well, or just the finalists.
1: Well, the idea is this. Uh, we'll still do our 48s the way we normally do it. So ideally, what's going to happen is we're going to have a, the challenge in the spring, uh, summer, um, and then they will screen in our in our local areas. And the best of the best, maybe it's top two, maybe it's top three. We haven't decided yet. We're not gonna say anyway. <laughs> um, maybe it's top one, who knows? And then and then and then the best of the best go to the Tiff Bell light box. So ideally, you know, will this be on screen? It depends. Like, you know, I mean COVID's now, right? And so we have to figure out how that's gonna look and how that's gonna feel. That's a challenge, right? You know?
0: Do you know what's also a challenge hmm. is And I was talking to Ian about this, and and I just these ideas keep popping up because you can put short films in so many places, and why movie theaters don't put a short film before a movie. Like Baby Herman from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Do more of that, Mm. right? Pixar does it. Pixar Pixar does it every movie. But Pixar does their own shit. Yeah. So wouldn't it be great if right now, because it's COVID, Mm. right? Like, prime example, uh, Garrity, Sean Garrity. Mm. uh, I propose we never see each other again after night his movie is still in theaters in canada Mm -hmm. he's when i talked to him he was like we were getting like a week he was like that's unheard of yeah right and i'm like i don't know this but to me a week is like a super long but he's like no it does we get like a weekend we get one theater somewhere and that's it Mm -hmm. but he's still rolling through because there's nothing so right now Mm -hmm. is such a perfect time Mm -hmm. you don't have a hundred people in the theater you have 50 or less Mm -hmm. give us a fucking break pull back the McDonald's bullshit, pull mm. back the scene card marketing shit and throw a short film in there mm. and get people talking because right now it, it when these filmmakers will shine.
1: Well, they do have to pay for their stuff. <laughs> I right know, the market. but, I but, know. but what they could do is maybe cut one out because the short film is anywhere between one minute to five minutes. You, you know, you could say, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, why can't you throw in a movie? That's a local, Right. You know, let's support that. Hey, don't give me any ideas. I'm gonna start talking to the movie. <laughs> thing. I'm not kidding. You think I'm Do kidding, it.
0: dude? Man, landmark. I bet you in a minute would 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 listen to you, right?
1: Yeah, I don't. I have. I've actually got them to to listen to me on a few things, and I got you know, and so. There's, there's something that I wasn't even going to screen there once. I was thinking about doing a 48 there once, uh, that didn't come, that didn't happen, but you know what? There's just so many possibilities and, and this is so young. I haven't even begun pushing the envelope on any of it. Like, you know, like I, I barely pushed the envelope and like, and, and so far we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of support here, just in Manitoba. Like NSI is interested now. And, like, you know, and, and like that's a whole other, you know, that's another organization here that, like, we have so many organizations. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say this. Yeah. You know, growing up in New Jersey, living in New York for about 10 years, living in Shanghai and working in Shanghai and traveling and traveling to different parts of the world, right? Um, I will say this much. There is no other. I feel that this is the best place in and in, 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 on Earth, one of the best places on planet Earth, to do an independent film. If you're an independent filmmaker, especially if you're young, this is... This, I call this the mecca of so what I independent...
0: Do. I call it it's, Little Hollywood.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. And people don't realize how great Winnipeg is. And I understand people live here and they and they and they haven't been out of their homes or, or they haven't been outside of the, the province or whatever. And this and that. And, and they maybe haven't had work experience, house place, other places. I have. I can honestly say, you know, big time New York coming back, coming to, to Winnipeg, say, yo, I'm telling you people, man, this place is is I got real love for this space. That's why I didn't leave when all this stuff went down with the film group. I got love for this space and I want people to know that, that this community is live and we have a lot of different opportunities. Another thing I want to throw out to you um, this past weekend, when we did our launch of the 48 yep. um, uh, of our, as a company, um, it, a part of that um, news release uh, was, it was like a two hour thing. It was like, first we did a, uh, about 20 minutes of, of a and a, and like, this is who we are. And then for an hour and a half, we got filmmakers to come down online, Google Meet. Just come it's free. anybody can come in. If you're a filmmaker, if you're a musician, if you're an actor, come in. If you're if you're in art, because we need people who do props and everything. We want to have conversations with you, so we've created the first uh first space for people to uh, network online because every you know because everybody's talking at. At the it's at, at people through the screen, so there you know there's movies and you watch the movies. Then there's uh there's there's conferences and, and, and people uh there's panel discussions and you're just a a side person watching. But you no, know, we give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. We give you an opportunity to ask questions, engage us, and talk. You know whether it's me or guy or you know guy wasn't at this last one, but we'll get him in other ones. Um, we'll get a whole bunch of other people, and the idea is that you know, we, we, we are not, no one's really networking. There's no place to network right now. So now we've created a space. We've created the first space in Manitoba to network It's online. So if you, you know, we call it, what do I call it? I think it's called Manitoba, Manitoba making movies, music and more. <laughs> do you want to know what the series is called? What's that?
0: Manitobans making movies. That's what it's called. That's what what th- this whole thing that you that we do, yeah, It's Manitoba's making movies. That is fucking hilarious. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's that's fucking synergy, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> great minds, like they say. Yeah. Um. So can they can people follow everything on the website for this? Like, oh yeah, sign yeah, yeah. Up, get the yeah. newsletter yeah. and then you, you hear about the meet. And then if you're an independent filmmaker and you want to have a conversation with somebody here, because there's you you know what people. Shout out to San Jose. Like, mm. We've got a little following in San Jose, oh. California, man. Wow. I just found them this week. So, wow. like, shout out. And France, too. Like, what? so people, like, I don't know how much they, like, I can tell how much they listen, but I don't know when they stop and start sometimes. Yeah. So um, people, you, you might be ending up with somebody from San Jose who's an independent filmmaker who hears this because it sounds like a great fucking place to l- talk to people about you know your craft yeah which
1: we totally you know what if if somebody from outside of because it's a free link and anybody can join in right i mean i'm focusing on manitoba at the moment because i want to do this i want to rec- yeah yeah you, you every- want to create the community here and, and get going I, and totally. i wanted to i it to happen in other cities too um in in, in canada but I, I man having people from outside of so they could see let me tell you man people people see a lot of stuff that we do here in manitoba and they're like whoa i wish we had something like that you know people people like value what we do here and i don't think people here who are doing the cool things sometimes don't realize how not how full how how progressive and how forward and far away they are compared to like we're doing so (laughs) many cool cool things here and and i just want people to recognize that and appreciate it and Again, this is why I I chose to stay here instead of going going to Toronto or back to New York, especially, I don't want to go anywhere during to COVID, but that's beside the point. The point is I still, I got so much love for Winnipeg and I want people to know it and you got to represent where you're from and I keep saying this, I say this on my website even, it's like it ain't where you're from, it's where you're at. It's a hip hop quote, right? Yeah, yeah, no. It's a quotable and like, and it's like, you know, wherever you are, you represent where you are and love where you are, where you are in that moment because, you know, I would tell all these young people like, yo, like, this is a beautiful day. Appreciate your days. Appreciate your breaths. You know, I'm like, I'm getting older. I'm 48, right? So <laughs> I always, all these young people, like, hey, appreciate your lot, young lives. You know, and you know, and then COVID happens, and, and, and some of these people are like, oh yeah, maybe Bill was <laughs> <people's> right. <laughs> you know, and With, and it's that like little nugget, might yeah, come coming handy right now, well, guys. You gotta you gotta you gotta appreciate your breaths, and I'll tell you one thing. I was age seven, hit hit my wrist on a rusty metal post cut three nerves down to the bone. I saw it open up. My fingers stopped moving. And like, Jesus. and like it was at age seven where I had a brush with life and death.
0: Yeah, man. Cause that's, that's vertical. Oh that's, yeah. That's some serious damage there. Yeah.
1: And I got lucky because there's like this thing called a hematoma, which is a collection of blood. I had to be, I hate to tell this story like this, but it's real. And like a seven year old had to experience this, but if not for the, 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 the blood collecting and not, bursting open i would have died yeah like there's no question i would have died you know and and so like i try to tell people you see my warmth you see my smile that's real that never is fake because i i, I appreciate my seconds and my breath and i appreciate the fact that i had all these extra years on earth you know really that was eight seven i'm 48 now so another fuck you you're 48 i'm 48 yeah man wow man no <laughs> yeah.
0: i thought I, <laughs> geez, 48 man you look great for 48 sir. thank you brother <laughs> um <laughs> i was gonna say you should say that 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 your good life was carved out of a rusty nail mm. or some metaphor
1: That <laughs> could be it could be <laughs> right the
0: rustiest crappiest thing mm. made everything just better give you yeah, a better I perspective
1: think, i you know and that's and i think that's how i view it like i view it like i view that this gave me a chance to, you know, that one thing. Yeah, it's a good. It's a. It make a good, a good uh, like headline or like a good. It's one you know, of those book. valleys in a movie, right? Yeah. When
0: you go down, right at the. <laughs> it's, it's the high than the low, or the yeah, low than the high.
1: It's it's totally. You know what it is? It's totally like I was talking about with storytelling. You know, here's this happy kid. He's enjoying life. He's a good kid. He's everything's everything. You know, he's got good parents. Everything's great, and then he. <laughs> Cuts his wrist right <laughs> almost open on
0: the fucking... <laughs> and then it goes up and down from there, and, <laughs> and here I am now. You know, like. well, you've you answered the question I want to ask, which is like because this is all about Manitobans making movies, and you were I I dubbed the Manitoban, all huh? right, your jersey, right? But I dubbed you. We could talk Sopranos for hours, I'm sure, but you can tell me all the inaccuracies about that show. Mm, my neighbor
1: is based off the My Neighbor, but that's a whole other story. That's a whole other, yeah, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, it's a whole other podcast, man. Oh, uh, I shouldn't even be talking about. Yeah, that yeah, first. yeah. No, we oh no, b- both of us.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, let's cut that out. I've <laughs> seen. <laughs> that's okay. No names, no foul. Um, so, so I'm glad we got into that because, because. You know, there is and it, it, everybody from I've talked a few, but the few that I've talked to, it's community, it's hustle, it's 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 talent, it's knowing it's almost like, hey, we know where we are. We mm. know we're in this cold asshole of the world, <laughs> but fuck you. Mm. Despite that, we can film in it. Mm. We can hunt gear around in it. We can make. We we can get Henry Cavill here mm. for shit. We can get Sir Ben Kingsley here. Mm-hmm. We can get J Lo here. Mm. We can get Philip Seymour Hoffman here. Mm-hmm. People will go. I'm not shooting a movie there. We can get Christopher. We can get Walken here. Christopher Walken was here last. Yeah. Like, you know, like guys playing fucking Percy and Monsanto. Mm-hmm. Like, so you there's a reason for it. Yeah. And if we can help make a little bit more noise for it, then I feel like i'm doing something with this whole show
1: well you know i will say this much like one of the good things that i love about uh this community is you don't have like like you go to toronto for example and like you know you know can you help me on on set and they're like well what are you going to give me you know it's like most places particularly like even the u.s like that's why you know that's a whole other animal in itself like being in the u.s it's such a uh it's such a you know, I'm not religious, but, like, it's a blessing being here because, like, if you're in filmmaking and you're trying to make it in the U.S., think about it. you got the Hollywood machine. How are you going to compete with that? How are you going to compete with the established independent scene there that doesn't have government funding and support? There's no thing as that kind of thing there. That doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, we have the National Film Institute in Canada mm. for a reason, because Canada believes in its culture mm. getting on screen. America just believes in selling you their culture. All the time. Their game show, right? And I don't mean to be offensive. No, it's true, dude. But the machine, it's turned into, it's just too, it's too big. Hmm. And you can't see the small and the good and the tiny and the unique for, you know, Avengers Assemble, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's, it, And And that's nobody's fault. Well, it's somebody's fault, but mm-hmm. it's capitalism's fault. But yeah, like, totally. you know what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you
1: know what? You're not offending me. I'm a Black American. We don't get offended by that because we already knew the deal prior been, to Trump you've been and everybody up with else. A lot of shit longer. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like it's like everybody's seeing America for what it is now, and it's like, hey, that's only a small sliver of what Black America already knew. <laughs> so, welcome to our world, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> kind of um but welcome,
0: no. welcome to sunday at 10 a.m in my world basically right? <laughs> like the easiest
1: but 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 for real i mean i mean i i've never been to like like when i first got here it was really hard uh trying to get a job uh because uh you know you say oh i worked in this country and i've worked here and i've worked there and you know winnipeg kind of has this attitude kind of like you know we're winnipeg we kind of got our own thing but but the thing i will say that's interesting is that Uh, once you're in, and when I was received by Winnipeg, once you're in you're you know, you're embraced, you're invited to all this stuff and you see all this stuff and then people will work with, you know, you see how many people will work once you're in, people will work with you and they won't say, what are you going to give me? You know, I mean, you should try to give them something like food at least, you know, but, (laughs) but people are so. Uh, the people that are in and, and, and really support one another, they really give their time and energy on, on projects that they believe in, on people that they believe in. And I've never seen anything like this, honestly, in, in other places. And and I genuinely, I value what what I've learned and I've seen here, not only from the community level, but from the from the funding level, from just uh, the, the community level, people coming out to support things there's a real love thing going on, uh, with, with this community and, and, and people need to know how dope this place is. And I'm, I'm a big cheerleader. I'm shouting from the rooftops. Winnipeg is, is, is my home. This is the place where I roam. And this is the space where I'm going to be putting my dome, which is my head. So that's how it is. I was like, is it going to rhyme? Please rhyme. Please rhyme. I'm rhyming. rhyming.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, couple, couple fastballs here before I let you go. Yep. Um, if you could edit for any director, who would you want to edit for the most? Ooh. Like whose work? That you, like, Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. You like the time shift. Oh you like man. I just love that He
1: sees, I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He
0: He, he doesn't need anybody. He doesn't even have chairs on set. Apparently. Man. Did you hear that story? No, he doesn't let anybody sit on set.
1: Oh, that's that's another reason why I don't want to be on set. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, but then like when that came out, there's a picture of Robert Pattinson like lying down in a car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, fuck you! Don't tell me what I can't. Yeah, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. It's um, so, all right, cool with that. Uh, I know what some of your favorite movies are. Did um, you ever? And this is this is something I'm doing because I love this guy when he talked to people about film. So I'm carrying it because he's passed away. But if you, I'm sure you've seen at least one episode of Inside the Actor's Studio.
1: Oh, no, I have not.
0: Okay, James Lipton. uh, He was a theater professor at a university that I can never remember. And he had a show on PBS called Inside the Actor's Studio where the auditorium would fill up with writers, directors, everybody in in film school. Mm. And they would bring in Johnny Depp. They would bring in Liam Neeson. They would bring in Sharon Stone. And he would interview them start to finish, kind of like what we're doing. And then he would ask 10 questions at the end of the show. Got it. And these are the funnest questions I know. Yeah. Bro. Go for it. Go for it. Oh, you rhyming up. Yeah. <laughs> that's as far as it goes. <laughs> so, uh, first one is what's your favorite word?
1: Wow. That's great. <laughs> Let me think. Wow. Oh. Hmm. These
0: are fastballs. You know
1: what? You know what? When I was in Australia this past year, my friend would always say gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Like that thing over there, that's gorgeous. Oh, that, that food, that treat was gorgeous. <laughs> I, I, it's not something I say all the time. I know I say other stuff. Well, Bendrix. Bendrix. How about that? Benergy. Benergy is my favorite word. There you go. That's the word. Benergy. Doubt. No I, doubt. I can clearly see why. Yeah.
0: There's, there's a certain <laughs> set of energy coming off you. Uh, what's your least favorite word?
1: Hmm. Loser. I know somebody who says it all the time, and it and it sickens me to my stomach. Loser, because I don't see all human beings that way. I think that everybody has a story. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you can't be yeah going around saying stuff like that.
0: It's it's just an uninspiring word. Yeah, I hate right? that
1: word. All absolutely. Uh,
0: now this is in no way, shape, or form uh, how it's to be taken, but uh, what turns you on? What gets oh. you excited? What makes you like for life? Right? Like what? Oh. you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I could have gone that way too. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what turns Oh, music, man? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Like, I- I'll tell you a very, very quick sliver yeah. of a yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at home, it's raining, uh, it's a little slight drizzle, the window's open, my partner's making some meal, and I woke got woken up by this wonderful tune. And this happened more than once. And I think I think Because I don't get high Or drink or smoke Or anything So this is the closest thing I think Other than skating This is probably The closest thing uh, I, I have to get in high um, and, and so like Yeah Like like Hearing music Out of a slumber That is just Memorable And I'll never forget Like the, those memories Like music is Is the killer For If you want to like Get me Be like Hey Ben Check this track out
0: <laughs> <laughs> Got it dude Totally uh, What turns you off?
1: Losers, not <laughs> <laughs> Um, let me see. Uh you know, I, I really, really can't handle when people are closed minded. You know, we you know, we live in a culture where again you have, you know, people like who don't understand the LGBT community. They don't understand the diversity in life and things like that. The people like closed mindedness and ignorance, uh you know, is is like my shit. I can't handle that stuff, man.
0: I it drives me nuts because I, I, I mean, I don't want to get preachy because this things about movies and not about me. It's about you guys, but I, it irks the shit out of me. Like, I don't care. I don't care skin color. I don't care sexual preference. I don't, I don't care. In fact, I want to learn about it because my privilege and my existence. It's been very sheltered. I had a mother who didn't let me watch The Simpsons. So, can you, if you can only imagine, if I wasn't allowed The Simpsons, how much life I wasn't allowed to experience?
1: I couldn't watch The Breakfast Club, man.
0: Okay, maybe we had the same mother. Yeah, we had the same mom, (laughs) or our mothers knew each other. Yeah, they took parenting tips. Yeah, Um, but so I don't, I don't give a shit. And Mm -hmm. and I remember it was, and and this is just what's so shitty about it is that movies, music, food pride myself on being some poor man's Anthony Bourdain, where I'm using movies to bridge culture and have conversations with people and learn about people because we all love them, right? right? So it's really easy. And that's the theme of the podcast, which is, like, we're the assholes in the backyard screaming about superpowers and stuff and arguing the most (laughs) asinine shit. But we're strangers to each other, yet movies are what made us talk. Um, So I... I just remember watching like just to bring back from earlier. Really, I remember watching queer spoke. I remember watching the L word and being like so poorly fascinated mm-hmm. by it mm-hmm. because like, it just wasn't around in my childhood and, mm. and I hate that I was fascinated by it. Cause mm-hmm. it shouldn't even be something you're fascinated by. It just should be something. And if it was in movies more, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a thing. It would yeah. just be.
1: Yeah. It's, 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 it's exposure, right? Yeah. Like if you're not exposed to, to, to other stuff, how can you possibly know? And then when you get like, there's a movie called The Namesake, and it's like a journey of a of this guy from India and his and his kid, and it's like it's an amazing, beautiful, freaking film. And um, and like you know, I never saw India from that perspective. I didn't even know much. I can't remember exactly like, yeah. when I saw it, but like, man, it was like such a moving film. It's like we don't see that you know nope. that kind of film very often. It's like bring more of that.
0: Yeah. Because it's not like life isn't happening somewhere else. It's not like inspiration isn't happening in India. Like mm-hmm. It's probably happening more because there's billions of people oh, there. Man. So like like yeah. yeah it's just about it's about exposure mm-hmm. and it's about forgetting sometimes that it's about dollars and cents and like one for commerce one for art one maybe maybe two for art one for commerce sometimes right yeah. like yeah. cuz that's that, that's where you'll get respected mm-hmm. i think like if you're doing if if a studio's doing that or if a theater company's doing that or if they're doing the, that's where i'm like okay i'll pay attention to you mm-hmm. that much more on the days you're only playing dumb shit mm-hmm. Because you've got the balls to play shit that maybe people are going to call you out for. Sure. And that's not going to make everybody happy. But that's, you know, I digress. Um, Back to the questions. Back to you. Um, Please don't die, iPad, because that's where they all are. No, we're good. Okay. Um, What sound or noise do you love? And I'm not letting you use music.
1: Oh. (laughs) Uh, you know you know it's really funny uh, we were watching the cat I was telling you about yeah. it earlier and and this is something yeah. I didn't know that they did uh, and <laughs> we, were, we were like at night or whenever like my partner would give the cat a treat uh, <laughs> the cat would go brrr <laughs> And it's like, what? When did you become a bird? Like, what is that? And, and so it's like really funny because, like, uh, I, my partner's name is, is, her last name is Bray. And I sometimes go, brruh, brruh, brruh. when I come in the house, I do that sometimes. So, yeah, I guess, I guess that's one of my favorites. Dude,
0: it makes perfect sense. I have. You haven't seen it, but it's around the corner right now. Behind me is the 35 pound cat.
1: Uh, I saw the cat. Oh, there's another cat.
0: There's a 35 pound cat in this in this apartment right now. Oh. He's sleeping. Cause oh, that's okay. what 35 pound animals do. They don't move. <laughs> but when he purrs, and you put your hat, you can a a you can sleep on him. Mm-hmm. Like you can, but you can fall asleep to. Yeah, yeah, yeah just constant
1: it's nice noise i know so i understand
0: understand the little (laughs) chirps and and things that cats do no i totally get it uh what sound or noise do
1: you hate you know what's what's annoying scratching the chalkboard
0: yeah it's classic
1: like anybody would say that i mean is there another one that would be bad yeah i mean that's pretty bad that's 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 a terrible one. <laughs> I
0: think, yeah. No, I I still I'm 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 okay. Like you're a traditionalist in that sense. It's fine. It is mm-hmm. universally. It is a. It, I I still can't do it. If someone runs fingers down a chalkboard, it's not like 38 years later I'm used to it. Yeah. It's it's, it's something that is very foreign to your ears, uh,
1: what- <laughs> or the cracking of ice where you're skating on it. Oh my god. There you go. There How about go. that? Let's do yeah. that in there. Yeah. Too. No, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Cuz Cause, cause,
0: and it's like worse it's it, it but it depends though where you are. I would imagine that like if you're going away from land? Mm. The cracking behind you is the worst. Oh. But if you're like going towards land and the cracking's behind you, you're like, "Oh, it's just getting shallower." Oh, well, yeah. But like if you're like 30 feet out, oh it's my like, god. It's like,
1: "Oh."
0: That's not proper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is y- what profession other than your own would you like to
1: attempt? What other kind of profession? Yeah. Well, you know, my heart is really in music. Uh, you know, I just you know, I just think it's a uh, You know, it's a cutthroat industry. You know, I would love to have been a musician, um, though I do love ice skating. (laughs) I'm a total ice skating head, and and I'm getting into roller skating now. But is that a profession? I don't know.
0: I mean, me and and you should go do a bro date, and you can teach me how to ice skate.
1: Are you kidding? I'm all about it, dude. I was rollerblading early, like roller skating. I, I roller skate, roller blade... Uh, uh, I, I, uh skateboard I've done all of it
0: do like, roller derby
1: don't do roller derby <laughs> yeah. but but I mean I come from a traditional bat you know track and field cross country but yeah. I jumped into skating right sure yeah and uh and yeah like like I love skating right so kick but, kick push man but if uh yeah that's a good track yeah. um but if I was gonna pr- choose a profession hmm uh other than music and other than filmmaking Uh, hmm, that's a good one. Uh, I want to be like Paris Hilton. (laughs) Oh, you
0: want to be? You want to do fuck all? I want to just (laughs) be. I
1: want to be. You know what? I. You know what? Being I'm not a person in front of the screen, but you know what? Actually, I. You know, people keep saying, "Hey, you have that personality. You should try to do stuff." And and you know, it'd be cool to be a personality. I suppose, like, I guess in a way, I could if I if I put my energy towards it. But I, I, that's not where my, heart, my my main focus is. But it would be something fun. That would be kind of cool.
0: You know, you just actually made me realize something. That when they say that those people are personality, like Paris Hilton or the Kardashians, their personality yeah. it's the politest way to say that they're the worst personality <laughs> <laughs> right like everybody else gets like radio personality mm. or film personality mm. right like you get your industry title beforehand but when you're just personality mm. probably means you're dumb bitch
1: yeah yeah totally <laughs> you but know. you know what I, doing a, you know like you know it's not like i can't do it right but i would love to go and travel and do like a travel podcast or do a technology podcast, kind of uh, like Marcus, yeah. whatever that Mar- Marquez Brownlee. Like, I love what that guy does. Like I would love to do a Marquez Brownlee version of travel. That's what I would like to do.
0: I'm going to tell you some stuff before we go that you you should, I'll get you to dig into. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Um, last two questions. Um, what's your favorite curse word?
1: <laughs> you
0: can say whatever you want oh wow we're explicit we have a staple it's so funny well, my well, father
1: well. my father used to call people gutter rats <laughs> but that's not a curse word um <laughs> um let's see i mean everybody says fuck though man uh i fuck. <laughs> it could be a combination uh oh man uh and, and see, I have a potty mouth, right? When I, not like, not like, like, I'm not really, really bad. Like, like if I get like on the vibe, like if I'm freestyling, for example, I'm not throwing out curse words all the time or anything, but like, you know.
0: So you're not a potty mouth by...
1: Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm because most people, when they see me and they talk to me, they, they, they know me to be a very respectful person, but if they hear me curse, they're like, wow, I never knew you cursed. I'm like, my father heard me curse in my sleep once, you know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, like, uh, let me see. I mean, everybody says fuck though, man. I mean, and, 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 like, uh,
0: when I say curse word, I mean, you can throw in like Choda, you can throw in Oh yeah. Yeah. You can throw in all the, all the dirty, filthy, like it's blue language.
1: Oh man. There's a song. Oh, I'm not even gonna say it because it's- because, because 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 I don't I don't I, I'm very very careful about like like I never use the b word ever. I never use the n word ever. Uh, like it's just it's just something, and I would never use a C word ever. Not in con- like in casual conversations, anger nothing. Like even if I don't like. The person, I don't do it. I'm
0: impressed by uh, that, actually.
1: Yeah, I I try to be. You know, you are what you eat. You are what you speak, right? So I try to oh. I try to be careful about like saying certain words and putting them in the world. But like, yeah, word fuck, like everybody says that. I'm comfortable with it. Like, yo, fuck this, you know, um, um, you know. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Fuck this B in the C.
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it. I would. I'm, I'm careful about even saying that. You know. No, like, I know. But
0: that's that's how you say it. Yeah. Without like saying. I would. I would. I wouldn't. I would, F the B in the C.
1: Like it's funny because like when I'm when I'm like when I'm listening to hip hop like because I I never like the misogyny in hip hop right and so whenever they it's talk very redundant. It's so oh, it's ridiculous. It makes me sick actually. But 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 like you know there's some brilliant in hip hop right. But like it's hard. When, you know, when they use the N-word, I'm just like, I can't even say it. And then when they use the B-word, I can't even say it. When they say it amongst, at, at a male, it doesn't bother me as much. But even still, I don't say it. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I'm not, I guess I'm not like, I'm not like the master of the curse.
0: That's <laughs> something to be proud of. That's, uh, we can, moving on.
1: What, I curse? But it's just like, I don't, yeah, I no, I'm if, trying to think, like, what is it? Fuck, damn. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Sure, fuck a. <laughs> you Uh, know what my car got stolen oh
1: oh i got it i got it i got it i got it okay you'll love this one yes university this guy was a crip when i was i was i went, went to a black university and this guy said to me one day he said man i'm leaving school oh man that sucks you know he said i want you to remember and he talked with a raspy voice like this he said ben i want you to remember one thing (laughs) <laughs> everybody, motherfucker! Everybody, that plant over there, motherfucker! That, that 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 um that chair over there, motherfucker! You know, you know that man over there looking at us outside out there is a motherfucker. So everything, mother everybody, motherfucker. That's my favorite line. I've been saying that for years. Every bi motherfucker.
0: You nailed it. That's it. I love it. I love it. I want to record you saying that. I want to use that sound bite for something on the oh, show. Oh, please, please. Every bi- motherfucker. <laughs> yes. Okay, last question. When you die, mm. assuming mm. all things being equal, mm. we all get to go to heaven. Mm. Pearly gates open up. Mm. God says what? What's the What's the first thing you want to hear him say? <coughs> And I will tell you what Brad said after this, which is my favorite one so far.
1: What? You, I have to say what?
0: Uh, what do you want? What's the first thing you want to hear God say to you when you get to heaven? Um, it could be anything you want.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Why have it by a motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect.
0: That's absolutely perfect. Kobe
1: <laughs> yeah I mean it's you know my big thing is it's like you know I'm not religious but when I when I hear people talking about this and that and I'm just like yo man why is everything for me why why is everything male centric in the bible why is you know when women bring life into this world I don't understand that for a second like how is that possible
0: <laughs> the, you know what, man? I was a I was a shitty Catholic growing up because all I all I I ended every sentence with. But why, Father? <laughs> nice, right? Like I just you know, and maybe private wine tastings. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. My priest was the shit. My priest loved Star Trek. My priest was from oh, Mobile, Alabama, actually. Nice, nice. Um, so like super cool dude. I used to go to wrestling with my priest actually. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. Weird. Anyways, um, so I do understand if you know. You know when you're standing outside of a club and there's like a big there's there's a big lineup Mm. of people but nobody's allowed to come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I equate that to religion. You need Uh. to tell me what's so good on the other side Mm. of that rope. Yeah, and I'll stand in line Mm. and I'll wait. Mm. But if there's no selling feature or proof Mm. that you know it's going off in that fucking club, I don't want to wait in your lineup for four or five six. 30 years before mm. I get an answer and get to see inside the club. But if you open up the door and you're like, look at how much fun's inside that club. I'll be like, cool. I'm in. I just, <laughs> yeah. I'll wait. I'll, I don't want to, they don't even need a taste.
1: <laughs> what I what I would do is I would be like, Hey, I got a camera. I'm the cameraman.
0: <laughs> then, no, just go ahead. Yeah, you just, put, just jump bolt. right in front. of That's yeah. what I used
1: to do all the time.
0: I would imagine that saying that you're the guy with the camera would get you into every because everybody much. wants to be in front of a camera.
1: Pretty much. Fuck, that's funny.
0: Okay, so uh, we're going to test up because this has been a super fucking, it's been a good time. I've enjoyed this very much, Bendrix. Um, where can people find out about all the information for the 48 that's coming up in the spring of 2021?
1: So the website is the 48 film So that's the T H E 48, the number um, film and fest as in festival, but fest.ca. And uh, yeah, you can have all social media. Everything's on there. You can find, you can find me everywhere. I'm all over the place. So, you know, look up Ben and be like, Oh, that's the guy, you know? Uh, but yeah, you can, um you can find all the information out there. And, also, if you want to do the Manitobas making movies, music and more meetup, if you want to meet. I, I, I'm thinking like the way I want to do it, because we just started um, the first Saturday of every month uh, is when, we, when we're we going to try to be doing it at 1 p.m. Because I think 1 p.m. is a good time. It's a great time. Yeah. You know, like, you know, on a Saturday, people, you know, people are like, OK, I got some time here. Yeah. You know, for an hour and a half to spend and meet people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what the, the, the vibe is. It's free. Anybody can join it. And you can find that on the website as well. And it's on Facebook, but you can find it through the website.
0: We will put it on our website, too. We'll put a link to it so that people can find it for all your information for anybody who guests on the show. We, we just moved and we have all these new places to actually share guest information, which I'm super happy about. So, um, dude, this, is, this has been a slice.
1: No, no doubt. No Thank doubt. you for
0: coming to the living room. Yeah. Um, I have been Michael Petro as always, and this has been
1: Bendrix. <laughs> <laughs> and I love your space, man.
0: It's it's meant to be. Shauna did everything in her power. I don't send enough photos out into the world of this place. So I'll take some more and show everybody what they're, what they're missing. It's supposed to be weird and inspiring and kooky. Like if you walk in here, you either want to read something, write something, make something, watch something. Like it's supposed to entice all the creative senses, I think. From the from the outside uh Christmas tree tree that's like a birch tree with lights on it to uh my pop collection to an R2 D2 to, to anything in between.
1: So the elephant, the stuffed animal elephant head. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. So dude look up, look up. You see you see the water buffalo? Oh yeah. All right, then there's there's the uh, oh there's the llama right behind you. <laughs> I see it. There's the zebra up top. Yeah. There's the rhino over here. Look behind me. There's a rhino with a gold horn. Oh yeah, no, I saw that one. Yeah. Um, is so that Bush. Is uh, no, that's Bourdain. Actually, that's a picture of Anthony Bourdain. It's
1: with my glasses, I can't see anything.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's oh, him. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were big fans of him in this house. Yeah, but that water buffalo. I did a video for, um, and I should talk to you about this after. Maybe you can give me some tips on how to do videos because it's just my inability. Um, but I was doing a video for the Manitoba Podcast Festival, mm-hmm. and that head was in the background. Mm-hmm and I was like oh shit that's not a real head that's that's from that's from Schreimer's Greenhouse because <laughs> I didn't want anybody getting mad at me yeah, I yeah, put yeah. Fucking, like I'm Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. going to Africa killing <laughs> shit and putting on my fucking wall it's the last thing I want to be
1: it's funny because we we, we we totally missed the whole idea of talking about the iPhone and that's a whole other conversation
0: you know what another day I'm glad we got your story on editing because editing has been like it, it's a it was a surprise in disguise because I didn't really know where we were going to go with this so oh. but i would love to have you back on about making making movies with things that you have right mm-hmm. like how to uh, how to monetize online mm-hmm. and how to get on youtube and make a channel and make all that stuff so i would love to have you back for that if you're
1: oh that's not a problem That'd be fun. Awesome. Yeah, it's a whole other conversation, a whole other world. You yeah, know?
0: <laughs> no, totally. It's yeah. in the palm of your hand. It's designed <laughs> to do it, so fucking learn, people. I'll yeah. learn a thing. Maybe we'll do, yeah, you know what? You can teach me some things. We'll have the guys over. Simple. And then we'll film you filming, uh, teaching us how to make shit.
1: Yeah, you'll be like, whoa, well, you could do that. Yep, you could do all that stuff. You can put high-quality value. You could do wireless mics. You could do lighting. You could do all that stuff with the little tiny smartphone you got.
0: I'm fucking stoked. Oh, easy. Anyways, like I said, I've been Michael Petro. This has been Williams, Bendrix, and we are gone.